All of the results that we experience in life are the effect of the most powerful dominating frequency and force in our lives. That is the cause. My question to you is, are you and your thoughts and your goal and your dream, are they the most powerful cause in your reality? Welcome. You're listening to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, and I'm your host, Todd L. Bowerly. Think between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day. 98% of your life is controlled by habit. If you want to change your life, you have to start by changing how you think. think. When you change you, everything in life changes. If we can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. Welcome back, everybody, to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. My name is Todd Bowerly. I'm excited to be here with you. This is episode 208, and this is going to be a very interesting episode. I don't even have a title for this thing yet. I'm going to have to figure it out after this is recorded because there's an idea that I want to share that I think can profoundly change the way that you view your mind and your results and what you need to do to become in charge of your results, to take full responsibility for all the results in your life. I was having this conversation with a VIP client of mine who's a 22-year-old in the UK. He's he's earned more money recently than he ever has in his whole life. He does 3D graphic design, uh, so he does some freelance work, but he's also coaching clients on how to improve their skill and their craft so that they can work for themselves and have that kind of result that he has as well. And he was asking this question that essentially was about, have I ever experienced this kind of rhythm or being in this flow um, that's that's almost like dreamlike in terms of how maybe results are happening or he was actually talking about this concept in a negative way, uh, like you're in negative results or you're in negative habits or negative modes of thought and, and you're the observer, you're like you're watching yourself do something that you know you shouldn't be doing, but you're helpless to change it. That is called hypnotic rhythm. And that phrase comes from a book called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill which is, has some very interesting background to it. I'm not going to get into it here. But basically, this idea that we're hypnotized, we're hypnotized by the environment around us, we're hypnotized by the thoughts in our mind, by the belief systems that we had. And he says here, I'm going to read here from the book, he says, any impulse of thought that mind repeats over and over through habit forms an organized rhythm. Undesirable habits can be broken they must be broken before they assume the proportions of rhythm. Rhythm is this last stage of any habit. Any thought or physical movement which is repeated over and over through the principle of habit finally reaches the proportion of rhythm. And then the habit cannot be broken because nature takes it over and makes it permanent. If you have negative habits in your life, like right away, that phrase, those sentences there become kind of scary because we think that habits are powerful, but that there's a power beyond habit. There's this power of rhythm. This rhythm just has a mind of its own. It just kind of works on you and you fall in step with that rhythm and it's so hard to break. Now, he does say here that God provides every human being with the privilege of using their own mind, which means a couple of things. You can use the power of your mind to break the rhythm that's happening in your life. It's difficult, but it can be done. Or you can use your mind to create the rhythm that you want to have, the rhythm that will lead you without thought, without effort to your goals, dreams, what it is you really desire. 
One of the biggest ideas that causes a negative rhythm in our mind that becomes so difficult to escape, almost inescapable, is fear and uncertainty. When we allow or when we feed our thoughts of fear and doubt and worry based on the uncertainty of how things are going to go, our mind just sort of takes that idea and naturally works on it. And it becomes not just a habitual way of thinking. And habits, by the way, I mean, they become part of our neurology, part of our neurochemistry, part of our physical body with the way that our, our mind maps out with neural networks, different thought patterns. But also there's an energetic rhythm to these habits that becomes very difficult to break. Like your mind will take that fear and it will manifest it into procrastination, into uh, uncertain action, into a lack of confidence, all of these things which pull us away from the goals that we're reaching for. And he does say here that hypnotic rhythm is a natural law through which nature fixes the vibration of all environments. Nature uses hypnotic rhythm to make one's dominating thoughts and one's thought habits permanent. Nature makes it so by fixing permanently the thought habits of all who accept poverty as an unavoidable circumstance. Through this same law of hypnotic rhythm, nature will also fix permanently positive thoughts of opulence and prosperity. Its nature is to fix permanently all habits, whether they are mental or physical. And if your mind demands opulence and expects it, your mind will attract the physical financial equivalence of opulence. So how does this work? This, this idea of hypnotic rhythm is neutral. It works positive and it works negatively. It also works abundantly, meaning that whatever seed is planted is going to come back with greater abundance. But how does this really work and what are some examples that we can use? Or is this all hocus pocus and malarkey? Does it just, is it all BS? Well, I want to actually go to an example called physical entrainment to teach this law of rhythm, of hypnotic rhythm, of vibration, of energy, and explain it in a different way. To illustrate this point, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a YouTube video that demonstrates this principle of physical entrainment. This is a video I use over and over to show and demonstrate the power of rhythm and the power of energy to people. Uh, it's a video of 32 different metronomes set up on this foam board. A metronome is a little device that has a pendulum on it, and you can set the weight on the pendulum to a specific beat. And then you pull it back, and it ticks back and forth, tick, 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 to whatever rhythm that you set to it. A metronome is used uh, like a click track for musicians to practice to. If you're in any recording software and you have a click track, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. That's a metronome. It keeps a steady beat and pace. You know, the idea of a metronome is it's unchangeable. You're going to set a pace and it's going to keep it that way. So here's what's interesting. If you were to take these metronomes and set them on a very firm concrete service where the vibration, the tick of their beat back and forth has no influence upon each other, then it's true. The beat is never going to change. The rhythm is always going to remain constant. So if you set them out of order, they're going to remain in whatever order they were set to. But what's interesting about this, this these 32 metronomes is this video places them on this foam board. 
And this foam board is suspended in the air. It's kind of hanging and it's allowed to kind of move side by side. So now these metronomes, as this pendulum swings back and forth with this weight on it, it creates subtle vibration, uh, physical vibrations in the board that influence the board to move. Now with 32 of them started all at random, so they're all ticking in their own different order, and it's kind of a hot mess. There's still a rhythm and a vibration that each one is sending out. Now it starts completely disorganized, and over a four-minute period of time, each of these metronomes falls lockstep in order in perfect synchronicity one with another because one of nature's first laws is order. Order and rhythm. They preside over everything. This is not a random and chaotic world, though it appears to be such. The thoughts that we have in our mind are not random. They're actually a part of a grander scheme of cause and effect based on natural laws. Rhythm is a natural law. So here's how this works. As each of these 32 metronomes send out their own vibration and rhythm based on how they are sent... The foam board that absorbs this energy is seeking to find the most dominant rhythm, the most powerful rhythm that is there. And it begins just gently kind of bouncing and a little bit of swaying back and forth to that dominant rhythm. And now that that dominant rhythm is held in the energy of this board, it's going to start to influence these individual metronomes. Now, some of these metronomes come into order and start to fall into synchronicity faster because maybe how they were initially set and when they were initially started, they were a little closer together. So those that are not very far apart from this vibration, they fall in order pretty fast and which just amplifies this general basic order that the board is vibrating at. This, this main undercurrent of rhythm starts to just move faster and faster, and it brings each of these little metronomes closer and closer to synchronicity. And there's this video is fascinating because there's a couple of them that just look like they're never going to fall in line until there's finally this one that's going the opposite direction. So you have 31 metronomes, you know, the pendulum swings to the right, and this one metronome just swings to the left. And then when the other 31 metronomes swing to the left, this one swings to the right. And like you think, well, this one's never going to come in line. But then something happens. The power of this general rhythm starts to affect it. And all of a sudden, it gets really chaotic. It starts moving completely out of alignment of opposites. And very quickly, it comes right in synchronicity with the other one. And now you're sitting here watching these 32 metronomes that were all started differently, that was all chaotic. Now they are all ticking in perfect alignment. This is a principle called entrainment. So I want to read a definition of what that word means. Entrainment is defined by a temporal locking process in which one system's motion or signal frequency entrains the frequency of another system. This process is a universal phenomenon that can be observed in physical and biological systems. And I was taught that you never want to use the definition of a word in the word. And so entrainment uses the word entrain. So to entrain two things. What does that mean? It basically means to synchronize, to bring things that are operating at different paces into a harmony, a resonance, a synchronicity, one with another. And maybe put in even other words, taking chaos and turning it into synchronicity and order of rhythm.
Now, the metronome or these pendulums, that's a physical system, right? What it's saying is that the system of the motion of the board moving here demands that the individual metronomes fall in line with this greater motion. Now, notice it says physical and biological systems. Well, there's something called neural entrainment. Essentially, you could take a group of people and hook them up to brain scanners that measure their, their frequencies, the frequency of thought that's in their mind, and then have them listen to an audiobook or watch a movie together. And you will see that their brain waves fall in the same alignment. This group of people watching the same story, having the same input, start to have the same patterns of thinking and the same reactions. Now, you know this. If you go to a movie and you watch a movie with a group of people, you are more likely to laugh louder and longer or be more scared than if you were watching it alone because you're influenced by this group of people. There's this energy. And the filmmakers are actually telling a story which guides your mind, guides your perception, guides all of your thoughts to whatever conclusion or point they want to make. And one of the most famous gags in movies is the gag of the unreliable narrator. We just implicitly, for some reason, trust the person that's speaking in the movie. And when that person turns out to be the villain, we're shocked and surprised because we've trusted this person. We've assigned our own thoughts and our own feelings to this person, or we've adopted whatever this person says is true. And then we find out we've been lied to this entire time. How does that work? Because of this principle of neural entrainment. The filmmakers can get you to think what they want you to think when they want you to think it, and they can misguide and misdirect you. And it, it creates really great storytelling. You know, it just occurs to me now that we also just implicitly believe our internal dialogue and all of the thoughts that we think when really we should be more critical and questioning and actually realizing that, okay, the thoughts that I'm thinking or the programming that I have that came from my environment, that's an internal representation of, a, of an unreliable narrator. Why do I trust what I am saying to myself the same way I would just trust whatever's on the screen? Okay, so getting back to the movies, being able to control what we're thinking and how an audience's brainwaves all start to synchronize and we have the same reactions and the same thought process. And you can, you can measure this scientifically. That is an example of a biological process that can be entrained, right, by the dominating frequency and vibration, right? So let's, let's go back to this concept of entrainment. Let's take it one step further. Let's put this principle in terms of mass consciousness. If everybody is listening to the same programming of the of news, whatever whatever side of the political spectrum you are on, I don't really care. You are in an echo chamber. If you're listening to Fox News, that's a right-wing conservative echo chamber. If you're listening to MSNBC, that is a left-wing echo chamber. You take a group of people that listens to them and they start thinking the same way. And what's really interesting in all political messaging, there are these buzzwords and phrases that are used over and over and over again that actually don't have very much meaning except evoking emotion, right? Your emotion, your energy inside of you, how you think, how you feel, how you react can be manipulated by outside forces. Now, is some of this maybe a little Machiavellian, meaning it's intentional and it's deceptive and it's controlling? Absolutely. But I also think it's just sort of the byproduct of mass consciousness. It's the byproduct of this 
entrainment, a byproduct of rhythm, that your individual thought processes and emotions and rhythms are going to be at the mercy of a stronger force around you. Now, I'm not going to get political here and say one thing over another because I try to stay as neutral as possible because I think I think all of it's unhealthy and all of it's maladaptive. It's actually not working towards any solutions. The free thinker disengages from both sides, not just picking one or the other. And so I really try to stay as neutral as possible in all of those things. But let's bring this back to reprogramming your mind and reprogramming your mind with what? with your goals, with what you want to become. See, your life right now, all of the results, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, the beliefs, the actions that you take, the habits you have, all of that is the result of a rhythm in your life, the most powerful rhythm in your life. And in growing up, that's usually your family of origin, the people you most associate with, what you listen to, your coworkers, your friends, the people you go to school with, your environment. Your environment conditions you to think, feel, act, believe in a certain way. If your mind is not strong enough to think for yourself, all of your results are controlled by a system outside of you. The more unaware you are of this influence, the more and more difficult it is to break out of it, to reprogram it, because you're battling against something that you have no idea has a power over your life. So let's talk a little bit about frequency and vibration. Everything in your reality is made from energy. Everything is. Uh, you know, the mug that I'm using to drink water, the microphone I'm speaking into, it's all made up of energy. You put everything under an electron microscope, you're going to see that it's in motion, that the molecules are moving. You know, the the recording that you're listening to, my the sound of my voice is actually just a frequency of energy. It's a wave of energy. And we have this marvelous technology that we can record and replay and listen to all, all of these things that it's just it's just energy. And when it comes to, let's say, audio, for example, it's easy to talk in terms of frequency because we know that we can plug it in and we can measure those things. Uh, we can measure the frequency of those things. Well, you know that you can photograph your body, by the way, uh, with curly in photography, and you can see the energy that comes off of your body. Your, your body is a massive energy. It's moving. You can also hook up your mind to... Uh, with with all these kind of nodes and sensors and stuff, and you can see the electrical output. You know, this is kind of how lie detectors work to detect changes in heartbeat and changes in the rhythms of your body. You, this world is created by energy, and energy and frequency moves in vibration. It moves in a rhythm. A vibration is nothing but a high and a low frequency that bounces back and forth like a heart rate. It creates this rhythm. As I'm recording this, I'm watching on my screen the rhythms of the frequencies of my voice move, and I can see the little wave files. It's a wave, right? It's a rhythm. Our bodies are a mass of energy in a certain frequency and vibration. And in fact, when you take this a step further, if you really just think about it, everything is a frequency of vibration, and it's all connected. It seems separate, it seems solid, but it's really all connected, like, for example, water. Water 
If you slow it down enough, it becomes thick. It becomes icy. It turns into a rock, into a mineral, into a very solid form. But if you heat up that water, it also is going to begin to turn into an air, ether, a gas, and it becomes invisible. At what point in time does it stop becoming ice and start becoming air, ether, a gas, and you can't see it? Right? This is, this is what I mean by there's no separation in all of these frequencies. It's just the frequency of wood is a heck of a lot different than the frequency of oxygen. But everything is connected. If it weren't so, there is no way that an acorn could ever grow into an oak tree, that an acorn could call to it all of the molecules that are in harmonious vibration with the pattern plan inside of it and begin to transmute oxygen and earth into a physical oak tree. Energy moves from from non-physical into physical form. And then after that oak tree dies, it moves from that physical form into non-physical energy as well and turns into something else. That's the transmutation of energy. And all energy moves with rhythm. Now, what determines what that rhythm and vibration moves into? Well, whatever the most powerful dominating force or system's frequency is present. So if you are surrounded by a bunch of people and listening to ideas that tell you you cannot become successful, you can't earn more money, it's the government's fault, it's whoever's in political power and whatever their policies are, it's the greedy corporations, it is the, the state of the economy makes it really difficult for entrepreneurs. You can't start a business unless you have three years of savings coming up because you're going to probably be losing money for the first three years before you ever make a dime. It's so hard. It's so difficult. Most small businesses fail. If that is the most powerful and dominating vibration of thought in your life, you are never going to want to take action on any of your goals or dreams or try and move forward because you just don't believe that it's possible. Your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs, your behavior will all become entrained to that idea of thought because it's the most powerful one in your environment. Because thought is a form of energy, that energy moves in through our mind, from our conscious mind to our subconscious mind. It puts our whole vibration into one state or another. You think a positive thought, you get emotionally involved positively with it, and then you take action that's filled with positivity, that energy goes into all of your action. If you're thinking a negative thought that's a lower frequency, lower vibration, now you're in a lower emotional state, feeling fear, shame, guilt, all of those things, that energy goes into that action. And that action sends the energy out into the universe to find its vibrational equivalent and match. If you believe that you can't do it and you still try to do it, but you don't believe that you're going to be successful, all of that energy goes into your action and out into the environment to find the resonance with an event, a circumstance, a person who's going to reflect back, nope, you can't do it. And now we think that the environment is more powerful than ourselves when really it's just acting in alignment with the energetic thoughts that we're having. The great news is you can change this as you have the power to change it. You have the God-given power to create the thoughts that you want to think in your mind to be able to change your environment your conditions, and your circumstances. You can become the most powerful frequency and force in your life 
by virtue of controlling the thoughts that you think, by choosing the thoughts that you're thinking, by listening to the things that are going to empower you, that tell you that you can do it. You can become whatever you dream of. If you can hold it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand by this universal principle of vibration and rhythm and entrainment. You can become the powerful system that entrains the other people, the conditions, the circumstances to be in alignment with what it is that you want. And what you really want is an expansion of your life. You want freedom. You want joy. You want to experience life. You want to increase your life and increase the life of other people while you're doing it. You want to provide value and service and solutions to people. Well, you are going to be attracting people who want that value that you have to offer, who are open and seeking for your solutions, who are going to be able to pay you the money to receive those services, and your business is going to become a success. This works in a career and in a job interview. When you go in with all of the confidence that you are the ideal candidate for this position, you have all of the skills, all of the talents, all of the desire, all of the things that this company needs that you have, and you know that you are going to do the best job possible and you show up in the most confident energy that you possibly can. You're dressed well, you present well, you speak well with confidence, you answer the questions, you ask questions of your own, you demonstrate your knowledge and ability and you can do it and you confidently tell them, this is the job that I want and I want to work for this company and I want to serve you and I want to help this business grow and I want to become an integral part of this business. What are they going to think? Well, they're going to think, wow, I think this guy might be the right fit. I feel like I just can't I can't think of anybody else in this position. I look at all the other candidates who may be more qualified or maybe that I've known more, but this guy was so persuasive. There's something about him. What is that? It is the power of that person's energy and how they step into it authentically and present it that entrains the the minds of the interviewers into believing and agreeing that this is the ideal person for the job, and that's how that person gets the job. All of the results that we experience in life are the effect of the most powerful, dominating frequency and force and system in our lives. That is the cause. My question to you is, are you and your thoughts and your goal and your dream, are they the most powerful cause in your reality? Is it the most powerful frequency and dominating system in order to demand that your goals and dreams become manifest? And if not, what are you going to do to change it? What are you going to do to step into your power to be the strongest frequency, the strongest system of power in your life that allows everything that you want and desire to click into place, that the right person, the right conditions, the right circumstances are all going to be there for you to walk into. That is the essence of reprogramming your mind. That is the power behind mindset, behind phrases like the person who thinks they can and the person who thinks they can't are both usually right because our results are the effect of an unseen cause of a more powerful system or frequency of thought. Through this lens, things like the law of attraction or the law of assumption or some of the more metaphysical kind of woo-woo things 
uh, about creating your own reality, some of those things start to fall away. It starts to be more clearly related to physics and to science. The most powerful force always demands that the weaker force falls in line with it. We're coming up to the new year. We're almost done with 2022. And let's face it, the last three years have been incredibly challenging for most people. Most people have fallen into a rhythm subservient to the environment that we're in. And for some reason, we still feel like we need to have this new year. We want to rest in the holidays. We want to recharge and we're going to hit the ground running in January. Well, I want to formalize this process of starting over in January. I want to give you an activity. I want you to grab a piece of paper and a pencil, and I want you to write down this question at the top of the page. What am I going to do different in 2023 to ensure that I am the most powerful frequency and system in my life so that I can create a radical change and quantum leap in my results? And I promise you, how you answer that question and what you do with those answers is going to determine the results you get next year. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. And don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're using so you don't miss the next episode. And I am going to remind you guys, I am a coach. I work with people all over the world. And I do have a link in the show notes where you can book a time to chat with me. I've only got a couple of days where I'm actually going to be working and having conversations with people that are interested in working with me for the rest of this year. So if you want to start off January moving on your goals and taking action, and you've, you've entertained the idea of working with me in the past, now is the time to be having a conversation because I am committed to helping you become that most powerful frequency and system and force in your life so that you get the results that you want. Because the truth is, we become what we think about, and so do you.